thought they was. So let's go ahead and start the, the, the shorty episode. Welcome to Jaded HR, the podcast by two HR pros who want to help you get through the workday by saying all the things you're thinking, but say them out loud. I'm Warren. Hold on. Did you say pros or bros? Because I'm really hoping you said pros and I'm feathers. <laughs> <laughs> I said pros, but we could say we're broke. Oh, this. I, I was like, I swear he just said HR bros. I'm like, what up, bro? <laughs> what up, bro? Bro. Yeah. <laughs> but this is feather, so. Let's get going. <laughs> well, it, it took me off topic, but that's not hard to do. There was an article not that long ago about podcasts. I read about podcasts as well, about broadcasts are the least popular podcasts. And I hope we don't fit that that category. So I think two bros, bad dude, you know, see how much I curl, you know, look at my bridge press, dude. Yeah, bro. You know, uh, apparently... I'm going to say you and I definitively don't have the look. <laughs> We don't have the come on, man. We don't have the sound. Um, we might have the intelligence level. <laughs> <laughs> I hope we're we're a little above that. Please, maturity, maturity. We definitely match up, <laughs> especially when we're together. Yeah, we're, especially we're, when we're together in person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So, boy, you almost made me forget what my topic was for this uh, shorty episode, and we still looking for an imposter. Syndrome. Yes. So, okay, this, this may turn out being a misogynistic episode. Um, wow. I know I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm tiptoeing on the line when talking about imposter syndrome, but I, I talked to the wisest woman in the world about imposter syndrome, my wife. I was like, I hope, and... I hope, I didn't know you're going to go with that <laughs> one, but I was like, I really hope he says his wife. <laughs> yes. Yes. She doesn't listen to podcasts. So I could say whatever She's I want. Smart. But, uh, well, you want to know how smart she is. I said, well, would you come on the podcast with me and talk about imposter syndrome? And she not only said no, she said, fuck no. So I, <laughs> I've known her since, I've known her since college too. And I'm impressed with that woman. <laughs> yes. Yes. We, we talked about imposter syndrome once and we were talking about my wife is texting me now. I can literally hear you all laughing through the walls, but uh, anyways, <laughs> so I, I was talking to her about imposter syndrome, and she gave me uh, more reaffirmed all the things you read that it's more pertinent to women than to men. And I will say my misogynistic view was that you know it, it, it's not necessarily imposter syndrome; it's maybe dis decision making problems. You know, people don't have strong decision making skills, and my wife didn't disagree with that, but she definitely did not agree fully. But she was going on. It's how women are brought up in society, yada, yada, yada. And I'm not trying to be yada, 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 because it's not important. I'm doing it for time. But um, then I asked her, well, do you think our daughter, who's now 21 years old, is is going to suffer from imposter syndrome? Because I don't think we brought her up that way. And she said, it's not necessarily about the parents. It's about society and and versus, you know, your, your parental units bringing you up certain ways. I think I've... Raised, definitely raised a very strong, independent daughter who's a contributor to the world right now and, you know, done doing fairly well for herself. But anyways, imposter syndrome. So I actually, our friend Kyle Rode, who has a podcast, Rebel HR, give it a listen. He put out a tweet the other day about, and it was about one of his episodes I listened to where he had this HR expert talk about throw all those self-help books and business books out the window, get rid of them or whatever he said. And 
that struck a tone with me because I went through a phase a long time ago where whatever business book people were reading, like Don't Eat My Cheese or Who's Hiding It, whatever that book was, whatever the, 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 the best selling. <laughs> who moved my cheese? Is that what it is? I, I would read a book called Don't Eat My Cheese because, right, damn it, don't eat my cheese. <laughs> don't eat my cheese. But I don't know. That was that was in the early 2000s, yeah. I guess. I don't remember. Yeah. But I read, I, I was into a phase where I read, actually read the actual book. You know, now I'm an audiobook person, but I'd read the, the actual book and I'd, I would just read it. And I'd be disappointed. I didn't get dick out of this book. Yeah, I, I learned nothing new, nothing transformative, nothing that's going to change my life. But all these, and it's not, I'm not talking about don't, who moved my cheese. I'm talking about any and all of those business books and self-help books. I would just not get anything out of them. And then when people were talking about them as they're these great life-changing, you know, aha moment books, I would have, that's, that's the only time I think I've actually had imposter syndrome. I'm like, I I think I'm at least a reasonably average intelligence person that I should be getting whatever everybody else is getting out of these books. And I never did. And, you know, I, I loved hearing that from someone who's written the, the, the his guest was talking, I'll have to pull up his guest name. It'll be in the show notes. I'll put a link to his podcast in the show notes, but I was talking about, it's okay to throw these books away. And this guy's a guy who's written those books because they're, they don't work. They don't apply. I'm like, thank you. Finally, somebody's saying what I've been thinking my entire time. I, like I said, I read dozens of those books in the early 2000s or whatever, and I got nothing out of any of them, unfortunately. And but but that's only my only real experience. I would say with imposter imposter syndrome. Have you have you had any sort of experience where you felt like? You're an imposter. You know, all these people, you know, in my case, love these books and think they're just so amazing and life-changing. And yet, oh, here I am. Why? What? I, I don't know. I'd be like, I'm a daily imposter. <laughs> <laughs> Who's that guy there? I mean, I think there's some validity to some of the stuff, materials that's out there. However, I think you can probably buy the Cliff Notes. <laughs> Do they make Cliff Notes anymore? Uh, but you can you can find people that do Google summarize <laughs> the stuff, and you can get like the top five bullet points out of the books, and save yourself hours and just read the bullet points. So <laughs> there's some validity in the information. However, I don't know some of it's some of it's crap. I see. I I have, and if I, honestly, people, if you recommend something that if if more than a couple of you recommend a single book, I'll hit me up on Instagram or whatever. Twitter. Now that I'm trying to be on Twitter again, tell me what books you think I, yeah, I'm a tweet. Tell me what books you think I should read and I'll, I'll add in my list. I'll see what I can do and see if I get anything out of them, especially if they're available to download as audiobook because I don't read anymore. I'm, everything's audio. I'm a complete audiophile now. It's, yeah, it's we've crazy. noticed that when you try to read stories on podcasts. Yeah. Reading is not, not my strong point anymore. I promise you I can. I, I really do, but Anyways, I, I just I just found it interesting to talk about imposter syndrome, and you know now that I think about it, that's the only time I've felt quote unquote imposter syndrome when everybody's got this life changing this really this book changed the way I think about HR or management or anything. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna read it, and then I read it, and uh, no, I, I didn't get. I don't know what I don't know where you got. 
what you got. Out. <laughs> and of course, I would never say anybody anything to everybody at that time about you know what is it. Tell tell me exactly what is so life changing. Give me give me three things that were were so life changing and eye opening. But and and uh, you know a lot of what I read about imposters and I'm like I said, people get in a situation they're unfamiliar with and they feel like because they haven't experienced it. And I think. I don't, I don't consider that imposter syndrome. That's why I read about the most when it talks about imposter syndrome, people in new situations and don't know what to do. It's called make a decision, go with it and see if it's something you, you know, and if it doesn't work, try again. I I don't know. That's, that's why I get out of a lot of the imposter syndrome. But then again, I can totally agree that society has been unfair to women and other disadvantaged groups. I can absolutely understand and agree with that. And so maybe I just don't have the the what do you call it background the to the historical understanding of of it at the same level so anyhow. for you i call it empathy <laughs> empathy <laughs> i don't have that i don't have empathy especially for, i try especially that, for that's what I, i'm an imposter of. yeah <laughs> yeah it, it, empathy is not one of my my strong suits all the time but yeah so anyways, that's all I had for our shorty episode. Tell us about when you've you've actually encountered an imposter syndrome. I, I want to hear more real world examples versus these things I've read in articles, which are once again sort of hokey, really. That's what you consider being an imposter syndrome. Maybe I'm just too jaded. I don't know with with all that. But that was my experience. So as always, want to thank you for listening. No best practice. As always, I'm Warren. And this is Feathers. And we're helping you survive HR one what-the-fuck moment at a time.